camera's going right now. So if I look from one to the other, please understand. Um, I wanted to share with you our second video in the Depression, Anxiety, and Hope series. Now, I did share this live on Facebook um, a couple of weeks ago, but I don't know that it stayed. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. So you can find the same video that I'm recording, and I'll put it on YouTube. Again, my YouTube channel is Water, Wind, Wine Ministries, and um, I've got all of my videos posted there so that you can see them and review them and learn at any time. Um, some of the videos have notes with them and some of them don't depending on where I was at the time when I shot them. So um, please refer to those videos and then on my YouTube channel and like and subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you'll be alerted when I put something new. And you know sometimes we watch videos and we think or we listen to a message and we think it's not for us but every time that I've ever done that in my life, especially when I can remember doing that, I have um, found out that later on God uses it to teach me something. So please take the time that you need to uh, to follow our Facebook, our YouTube. My daughter did an Instagram post, I mean an Instagram page for Water, Wind, Mind Ministries recently. So we encourage you to go there for words of wisdom and inspiration. So today I want to be covering Depression, Anxiety, and Hope, the second series. Now I'm just going to review what we learned in the first video just very shortly so that if you didn't see the first video, then you can be caught up without having to watch that one first. What I, what I was speaking about, about depression in the, in the first video, was that depression is a very real and a very um, aggressive disorder, and it affects people of any age, of any race, of, any, of both sexes, and I guess now they're saying there are more sexes, which I'm not even going to get into that. I would preach on that, but I'm not going to get into that. Anyway, it can affect anybody, as you know. And sometimes Christians, they go from one side to the other. They say there's not really depression because these are, these are charismatic Christians that say it's just a demon, and then there are the evangelical Christians that say, excuse me, if you don't know that I'm I'm recording on two cameras. Um, there are evangelical Christians that say that depression is a real thing and needs to be treated with drugs and with um, psychoanalysis and so on. So what does the Bible say about depression? Well, actually, um, the Bible says that depression is a very real thing. In Proverbs, we discussed this earlier, Proverbs 12 says that depression in the heart of a, excuse me, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. And what we learned last time was that anxiety is nothing more than fear. So, so when a person is depressed, what they're actually feeling is anxiety. And where that anxiety has come from is fear. Anxiety is very real. Depression is very real, just the same way as fear is real. Now, where Christians differ from the world is that people... I'm a snowboarder. I have ridden horses my whole life and people have told me that having natural fear of things like horses or big giant mountains or what have you is a good thing and it's a healthy thing. And while they meant well, God did not give us the spirit of fear. It says so in the scriptures that God did not give us the spirit of fear. He gave us the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of found mind sound mind. And so when we have fear, excuse me, when we have fear in our life in any way, it's not good. 
the King James translates the fear of God as the fear of God. And what that's sort of a misnomer. What that means is an awe and a respect for God. It doesn't mean I'm afraid of God. It means that I have an awe and respect for Him. So when we have any kind of fear in our life, that goes against God. Now, are we supposed to? am I supposed to respect horses that I get on? Yes, I am. Obviously, if you know me, you know that I broke my leg recently because I was being disrespectful to the voice of God on the inside of me. And the horse that I got off of very quickly was very big, and he was way too big for me to be jumping off of. So, do I respect the mountains that I snowboard down? Of course I do. I realize that if I get out of control, then I can, I can kill myself. So, that is not fear, though. That is respect. It doesn't impede me from doing what God has created me to do. It doesn't stop me from riding. It doesn't stop me from snowboarding. That's the kind of fear I'm talking about. Because when people have fear like that, that stops them from doing stuff, they get anxious. And then when they get anxious, they're not walking in what God created them to walk in, and then they become depressed. So what happens is, I'll take a very close relative of mine who has expressed an anxiety in social situations. This person said that every time that they get around a lot of people, they get very stressed out, and they, they start showing signs of anxiety in their body with little nervous tics. And then at, directly after that I noticed they started becoming depressed for days on end where they couldn't handle anything. And they're an adult, they, they should be able to handle things. They can't, they just lay in the bed, they barely go to work, they've even gone to taking um, drugs like smoking weed in order to deal with their depression. Well, the issue isn't their depression. The issue isn't even their anxiety. The issue is fear. They are afraid, sorry my battery's gone low, let me hit close. So they are actually afraid. They're actually afraid. This particular person is afraid of social situations. So what they need to do is exactly what the Bible says. The Bible says, and that's what we're going to cover today, is how to handle fear as a Christian, how to handle anxiety as a Christian, how to handle depression as a Christian. So if we can boil down depression to fear, then we know how to handle it. The Bible says um, in Philippians, excuse me, let me pull this up really quick. It says that we are to um, give all of our anxieties to God. We are not supposed to be anxious for anything. But in all things, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, to let God know our requests, right? And the peace of God passes all understanding. will keep our heart and minds at peace through Christ Jesus. So if we're in fear about something, it's because we haven't given it over to God, okay? And the the feeling of depression, the feeling of anxiety is a negative emotion that works like a nerve ending to let you know that you're outside of the will of God. Have you ever, you know, stuck your hand on a on a on a fire, on a hot stove, something on an iron, whatever? You don't have time to think and analyze whether this can hurt your skin. God has put nerve endings in your skin that immediately when you feel something painful hit your skin, you pull your hand back. That's exactly how a negative emotion works. In the minute you feel a negative emotion, you're supposed to pull your um, heart back and you're supposed to check with God and say, where have I missed it? Well, in particular, we're talking about depression. So if somebody is depressed, that is, God, that is a, a catch emotion to let you know or to let that somebody know that they are not in the will of God. Well, how, how do we direct them to get back in the will of God? We break that down for what it really is. It's really fear. 
So it's like this. My friend that I talked about with um, a fear of social situations and anxiety in social situations, what I have advised them to do is when they are afraid of something, they immediately go, Lord, I give you my fear. I give you my anxiety about this. You said you would keep me in perfect peace. And so what has happened is they've given over this fear to God. And so now they don't have anxiety about it. And now because they're doing God's will, they don't get depressed anymore. Now, am I against um, NSAIDs, uh, Prozac, and Xanax, and, and all of these things that, pe could, that people take to put themselves in a better mood? No, I'm not. And here's why. Because God has created all of us, every person breathing, to seek His will. And His will is for you to be of sound mind. Now, the world doesn't know how to handle it the way that God wants us to handle it because they don't seek God. But God loves them so much that He has given doctors this intelligence on how to reroute the brain chemistry so they don't have to feel depression, okay? Now, that is not God's best, but that is the most loving thing that God could have done for them because He doesn't want people to be sad. He doesn't want them to be depressed, okay? He wants them to be prosperous in their mind. He wants them to be peaceful in their mind. And if the only way that the God of creation can get to them is by going through a doctor, then he's going to get to them because he loves humanity that much, okay? Now, as a Christian, however, God, I believe, wants us to come up higher. He wants us to believe for him, for his solution, his perfect solution on how to handle everything. And in this case, depression. Why does he want us to do that? The reason I believe that he wants us to do that is because he's teaching us how to handle our lives relying solely on God because when the end times come, we're not going to be able to go to the world. They're going to say, are you a Christian? And if you say yes, then you're not going to have access to healthcare. You're not going to have access to Xanax or Prozac or so on. And so if you don't know how to handle your depression, say, now relying on God by doing what he says in his word, then how are you going to handle that when the whole world is against Christians? Now, I'm not going to get very esoteric in this discussion today, but I just want you to realize that God is training us to rely on him. God is teaching us how to trust him with all of our needs, both inside and out. So depression, we've realized, we've learned, is a real thing. We've learned that the world has got to have some kind of means to get the will of God to come to pass in their life. The will of God to have a peaceful and a quiet mind. And they do that by going through a doctor. It is not wrong for a Christian to go through a doctor. It's just not God's best. God wants you relying on Him for your peace of mind. He wants you doing what He said. And what He said with depression in particular is that it is um, defined by an anxious heart. And anxiety, the, the Greek and Hebrew words both, for anxiety, both mean fear. And God said to be anxious for nothing in all things through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving to let your requests be made known to him. And his peace will keep your heart and mind at peace through Christ Jesus. So when you find somebody you love or even yourself becoming depressed, you can trace that back to anxiety and you can trace anxiety back to fear. The better thing is that immediately when you feel fear about a thing, take it to God. 
because fear is the first step, anxiety is the second step, and depression is the third step. Okay, when we are not in the will of God, we are depressed. It is an, it's just like when you put your hand on a flame, your hand gets burned. It is there to indicate that there is something wrong in the same way that your nerve endings indicate that there's something wrong in your body. So that's what we discussed in our first video, and I've just basically reiterated the first video. The second thing I want to discuss, and I won't make this too much longer, is the second thing we discussed in the first video, and that was a hope deferred. Now, a hope deferred is like, is like depression because it causes a sick heart. Now, a sick heart is different than depression. A sick heart isn't quite as extensive as depression. What a sick heart is, is basically a person knows God. They know that they ought to be operating in the promises of God, but they're sad. They're, they're, they're sad. They're not clinically depressed. In other words, they're not missing work. They're not sleeping all the time. They're not worried about something all the time. They're just heart sick. They're just hurt. You know, my uh, youngest daughter, Shawnee, she, she was apart from me for a little while and she was going through some things personally that kept her away from me. And when I would try to call her, she wouldn't answer. She was dealing with some things on her own. And I really wanted to talk to my to my child, but she was not in a place where she could talk to me. So uh, what I did was I started praying about it, and what I noticed was that my heart was sick about it because it was something that I hadn't received yet. I hadn't I hadn't gotten that relationship built back up with her yet, and so my heart was sick about it, and I was terribly sad. So what I did. When my heart was sick, this you'll find this with people with broken hearts a lot. Um, you know, just unrealized dreams, unrealized goals, um, things where people are saying, "Well, you know, my life was supposed to turn out like this, but it didn't. It turned out like that." Um, I find it a lot with with Christians who have lost children, either actually physically lost them and they've died, or um, that they've just lost them to the world. You know, they're just gone. A lot of people have sick hearts, or maybe they're brokenhearted by a lost love. A lot of those kinds of people have um, sick hearts. Or even what can cause a sick heart is if you've prayed for something for a very long time and it hasn't manifested yet. That can cause a sick heart, and that's a hope deferred. Now, first of all, let me say that this is not from God. God, if you read Daniel 9 and Daniel 10, I'm not going to go into all of this. I could. I could preach on this a long time. But God answers every prayer that lines up with his will. He answers it immediately. Now, when we don't manifest the answer, um, there are a lot of factors that contribute to that. We're not going to get into all of that. If you have questions, just PM me, hit me up, and we can discuss that. I'll be happy to. But when a person doesn't get an answered prayer quickly, it makes their heart sick. And, and that's what it says. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Just a gnawing, just an eating, just a pain in your heart. Now, what I did with Shawnee, with my youngest, was that I prayed over her, and I prayed over her, and I prayed over her. And I, and at the same time I was praying over her, I gave God my broken heart because Jesus, in Isaiah 11, it is said of him that he came to bind up the brokenhearted. So I just handed my heart to him, and I said, Lord, you got to handle this. I trust you to handle this. And it scared me because, because I somehow thought that I wouldn't get my daughter back, that she would never come around. You know, the devil did all kinds of crazy stuff to my mind. And so I had to go to the other verse and say, Lord, I'm in fear about this. 
help me to understand what to do about this. Lord, I give you my fear. And what God gave me some great scriptures about that. Um, scriptures about you will dwell with your children. I will bring them back from their captivity. I am their God. I will teach them um, that however you train up your child when, when they're young, when they get older, they won't depart from that. All kinds of great scriptures. And so now, so what happened was my daughter came back into my life like a flood. And I moved in with me and Heath and, and was wonderful. We rebuilt our relationship. Now she's able to move on in her adult life, having a proper relationship with me, and more importantly, having a proper relationship with God. So the next part of that verse, and by the way, this, let me see here. This verse is um, Proverbs 13, uh, 12, in case you want to go look that up. A hope deferred makes a heart sick. But the second half of that verse says, but when, but when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. So what happened with Shawnee was that when she came into my life, I told everybody. I told everybody. And there were three or four women in my life at the time whose children had completely abandoned them and who had gone off the deep end and wouldn't speak to their mothers and, and just were treating them in a very um, end times kind of way, unloving, unholy. Um, and so when I had my relationship with restored with Shawnee, I immediately told, especially those women, I told everybody, but I told those women and every one of them, their um, faith grew that God had that other person's heart and that he was working it out and that there were other things involved that, that delayed the answer because God had already answered the prayer. You see, because God answered the prayer. So if he hadn't answered the prayer, then he couldn't be working in Shawnee's heart, right? He couldn't be working in, in all of the situations that we don't see. So let this be a lesson to you that when you pray something in accordance with God's will, and we know God's will, why? Because we read the Bible. This is God's will. This is the Holy Bible. This is God's will. So when we pray something in accordance with God's will, the Bible says that we know that He hears us, and we know that we have the petitions that we ask of Him. So when we pray those things, we know we have the petitions that we ask of Him. We know that the prayer is already answered. But the problem is, I mean, there can be various problems, but one of the problems is, especially when you pray for other people, is that their will is involved. And they they can still circumvent all of the prayers that you've prayed for them. So when I, when I prayed for Shawnee, and God brought her back into my life, it was a tree of life for everybody who had been missing a child. It was, I mean, it brought so much hope and so much joy to everybody around that I've heard story after story after story of those people that I told, of them getting their children back in their lives. And God has restored those relationships. That's what Proverbs 13, 12 means. It means a hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. In other words, it branches out and gives life to everyone who sees it. So if you have a prayer that hasn't been answered, or that hasn't manifested yet, because it's already been answered, that hasn't manifested yet, then understand that number one, God has already answered it. But number two, that um, when it comes, it is your responsibility to speak about it to everybody that you can and to tell them your testimony because it's going to encourage them and give them hope, okay? It's not only going to give them hope, but then later on you can reflect on the wonderful things that God has done for you and it will encourage you again. Romans 1.21, if you take that um, and flip it around, it says that they didn't 
um, they weren't thankful to God. The way that you stay full of God, the way that you stay receiving from God, one of the ways, is that you remember what good things He's done for you. So when you have a prayer that hasn't been answered yet, um, excuse me, that has been answered, but you haven't received the answer yet, then you need to remind yourself what God has done for you in the past. And, and so that helps to bring in the answer. Okay, we're going to get into how, how many more ways there are to bring out the answer um, that you've already received from, the, received from the Lord. But this is just one thing. This is just one thing you can do is start encouraging yourself in the Lord. Remember, Lord, when you, when you brought my daughter back into my life. Remember, Lord, when you saved my life from destruction. Remember, Lord, when you gave me that extra money I was praying for. You can encourage yourself, okay? And so that will build up your faith. So we've discussed today that de depression is caused by anxiety. Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. And what is the cause of anxiety? It's fear. The Bible says that you're not supposed to be anxious for anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication to let your requests be made known to God and His peace will keep you in perfect peace. Okay? Not only that, but it says that God didn't give us the spirit of fear. He gave us the spirit of power, the spirit of love, the sound, uh, the spirit of sound mind. If you have fear, it is not from God. Okay. We also learned that the that the lower level of depression is is a heart sick, and that comes when your prayer hasn't manifested yet. You've already had an answer, but it hasn't manifested yet. I've discussed a little bit of how to handle these situations in your life and we're going to get into that in subsequent videos I'm, I plan on making about three or four more videos on this subject but um, that's how you handle depression you go you you get it at its core which is fear and you give that fear to God and you contradict the fear with the Word of God so you need to find out what God says about whatever it is you're afraid of for okay or afraid of and then the hope um, being deferred, making your heart sick, making your heartache. What you have to do is you have to remind yourself of the prayers that you've seen answered from God. And that will help to bring about this answer. Even though it's already answered, it will bring it from the spirit world into the natural world. And that will, excuse me, that will be a tree of life, not only to you for the future, but to anyone around you. And you are responsible when you get a prayer answered, you are responsible to spread that because that's going to encourage people. That's the most loving and wonderful thing you can do besides preaching to them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for watching. I'm going to wrap it up now. Please remember to go to our new YouTube channel, Water, Wind, Wine Ministries. I'm going to put another link on my Facebook page to our uh, YouTube channel. Please like us and subscribe to us so that you can be updated with any new videos that I put up. I usually put up at least one a week, if not more. Um, and I do put the notes for the video that I'm teaching on in that in those uh, videos on YouTube so that later on you can look this up and you can also share it with people who need this. Please don't let another person die because they're depressed. Please don't let anybody else um, suffer at the hands of the wicked one because they are not being told the truth about what depression is, about what anxiety is, and about what fear is. God has given us a solution that works every single time where we don't have to go into debt, we don't have to get on health care, we don't have to go see a doctor. We can rely on the doctor, the healer, Jesus Christ our Lord. Again, y'all, this has been depression, anxiety, 
and hope video number two be sure to watch video number one on youtube and um if you need this video again i'm gonna i'm gonna put it on youtube shortly all right remember i love you and jesus loves you bye bye